an angel learn to relax and rediscover Christmas. Chapter 6 Epilogue Aziraphale New Year's Eve Summary Aziraphale and Crowley have a quick look back. They decided to stay in for New Year's. Had they been in London, they might have gone to watch the fireworks. They still could have. Crowley had proposed to stay over at the bookshop if that was what Aziraphale wanted. But there was something special about spending their first New Year's together in their cozy little home. The fireworks, they agreed, could just as easily be watched on the television. Christmas, Aziraphale decided, had been rather a success. They seemed to have negotiated the festive season with minimal mishap. Their cards and presents had appeared to have been well received, and they had received a surprising number in return, including from Anathema and Newt and Madame Tracy and Shadwell, as well as from their new friends and neighbors. Joshua, who had not seen the point in waiting to open his present from them the Saturday before Christmas, had been delighted by the Pikachu woolen hat, no tags, and Pikachu slippers he would keep to wear at theirs. They had been equally delighted by his gift to them, a bottle of wine and card from his parents, and a Joshua-exclusive, hand-drawn framed picture of them with sword, apple, and wings. The picture, of course, had been proudly hung up, a genuine Turner watercolor moved to make space for it. Their little gathering on Christmas Day evening had also gone delightfully well, with people staying late into the night, even Joe, who seemed to have thoroughly enjoyed herself. Aziraphale admitted that he might have been a little over-enthusiastic with the amount of food, but that had just meant yummy leftovers for the next days to go with what remained of the sushi. The sushi had been delightful, and Aziraphale was so grateful that Crowley had gone so far out of his way to get it. In usual crony style, he had also hunted down a couple of vintage bottles of Chateauneuf du Pape, not as old as 1921, but exquisite nonetheless. Their Christmas meal had been utterly wonderful, thoroughly enjoyable, and a triumph all round. Then Aziraphale had presented Crowley with his present. Or their present, since they had agreed to not exchange gifts. Crowley had looked surprised. Had he really thought Aziraphale wouldn't get him anything? First the little wooden alpacas, which Crowley had laughed at, and then the main present, the wooden engraved heart. Crowley might not be a present person, Aziraphale had realized, but he was a worse person. Words of affirmation, the internet had called it, which explained why Crowley responded most strongly to things Aziraphale said, whether it was embarrassed bristling at being called good or kind, or the unintended pain caused whenever Aziraphale had felt the need to deny their friendship. 
That was Aziraphale's greatest shame, in fact. His regret that his long-held fear of heaven had led him to say things over the centuries that had hurt them both, but particularly Crowley. Crowley might have forgiven him, but it was harder for Aziraphale to forgive himself. The past was the past, though. What really mattered now was the present and the future, and for that Aziraphale had made his decision. He had chosen Crowley. He had chosen their side. There would be no more denials that they knew each other, no more pretending that Crowley was nothing more than his wily adversary, no more living in fear of discovery. They were residing together, sharing a life together, and he wanted Crowley to know he was no longer fearful, nor was he ashamed. So, I give you my heart, he said. Aziraphale and Crowley he had had inscribed around the outside, their two names purposely linked together. Then in the center, our first Christmas, because it was, but more than that, because it promised many more to come. Then below that, Eden Cottage, their home together, their little slice of paradise. He explained the meaning to Crowley, who received it with unusual quietness, and who then offered a brief thanks before promptly disappearing. That had been a moment of concern for Aziraphale, who hadn't been expecting such a reaction. But just as he was wondering if he should go and find Crowley, he reappeared, back to his normal self, and took the ornament to hang in the doorway, where it could be easily seen. And if the heart later disappeared into Crowley's room, rather than being packed away with the other decorations, then Aziraphale chose not to say anything. New Year, though, would mark a new start in their first full year of living together in their lovely cottage. Have you had a good festive season, Angel? Crowley asked, bringing over a glass of champagne. Which was most definitely champagne, and not just any type of sparkling wine. Oh, I have very much, Aziraphale said, accepting the glass. I do believe this is the first year in ever such a long time that I have actually enjoyed the season. Not that it wasn't without its stresses, but I do believe we've done rather well. Good, Crowley said. And what about the year? Was that good as well? Exceedingly, Aziraphale said. This little place has become such a cozy, loving home. We've met and become friends with such a delightful group of people. And we have two lovely alpaca friends. So many lovely memories. And may I also say that we've also managed this abiding together marvelously well. Crowley offered a cheeky grin at that. And I'm sure, Aziraphi continued with some certainty, that 2020 
will be an equally delightful and memorable year as well. The end.